you just convinced me like Western Conference final at least. <laughs> That'd be cool. That's very I it's very like head in the clouds, Hawks fan. You are now tuned in to the Windy City Benders Podcast. This is WCBP. All right, it's a special edition of the WCB Podcast, part of the Hockey Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings. It's Jerem, it's Tanner. We are here to preview the Chicago Blackhawks season as we're recording this on Saturday. We are just hours away from the final preseason game, which means fucking real hockey's on its way, boys. Let's go. Less than a week. Less than a week. It'll be three, two days. When this is posted on Monday. Ah, okay. So how are you feeling, Tanner? Uh just super jazzed up. Super jazzed up. Yeah. Just feeling real jazzy, man. Real jazzy. So yeah, not only that, we got our we got our fancy draft after this too. And it's just it's a big hockey weekend. Like ah, so <laughs> much. So much. It's best time of year, right? Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah, dude. So, Contemplating going to the game tonight because tickets are still only eight dollars, and it's essentially the full team, which we will get into right now. I guess. Yeah, fucking go into it, bud. All right, so this time of year, you know, you get to the final preseason games, you kind of start seeing what the real team is going to be looking like. Um, friend of the show, Scott Powers, is at Hawks practice today, and he tweets out a lineup for tonight's game, and. Essentially, it looks like it's going to be what the team's going to roll with. Uh, there is one or two questions about, you know, who might fit in. These might be a couple guys on the bubble that are trying to get one last look. There's um, the big missing piece from this roster that's going tonight is uh, Gaudette, which yeah. I will be I will be personally shocked if he's not in the starting lineup on Wednesday. Um, I wouldn't. Just because I think like what <laughs> that that's the thing with like Dylan Strom's making three million dollars and I think that somebody's like you better fucking pay like play him if we're paying him three million dollars at least to start the season. Right, I guess that makes sense. But all right, so let's go through. Um, yeah, it's one. It's one of those things where it's like, is it the best idea if you want to win? Maybe not, but I think they're they're like if anybody's going to deserve the shot to start right away, they're going to go with the guy that they're paying the money for. It's almost like too, they're putting him in the lineup to be like, okay, if you do great, awesome. It works for us. And if you fuck up, then it's like, okay, well there, boom, we yeah. gave you the shot. Now we have a reason to pull you. Yeah. He didn't play too bad. Um, the last preseason game, the first one against uh, Minnesota. No, it was hilarious. We, yeah, but he we, was a beautiful setup by, by Kirby though. It was so funny that we got done recording and then he scores and just Tanner, you text me, of course, fucking Strom scores. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm upset because I'm like, yes, prove me wrong. Do it. Like, like when we were talking shit, when he was in Arizona, then we got him and he put up 53 points. Hey, that's all this is. All we're trying to do is just break you down. So, you know, you want to <laughs> prove us wrong. We're, we're negative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So this, the forwards that is on the roster for tonight, um, this is including one extra guy, um, but the forwards, you got Kubelik, Dabrinkit, Borgstrom, Kahar, uh, Strom, Taves, Carpenter, Kurishev, Hagel, Enwistle, 
Doc, Kane, and Johnson. Yeah. Solid looking forward unit. I'm going to say Kahar is going to be the the healthy scratch. I don't think so. You don't think so? No, because Cat Friendly has their death charts. And they have like basically the lineup as as of right now. And first line they got Cat Johnson Kane. Second line is actually Entwistle with Taze and Kupalik. Third line, Borgstrom, Doc, and Hagel, which I think that line would be pretty goddamn good. Oh yeah. And then fourth line, Strom, Kyra, and Carpenter. So who Kurashev, yeah. That has Kurashev sitting out. Interesting. Yeah. Which I don't that's know. A little, that's a little disappointing to see Kurashev on the outside, but I think I think it's I think Kurashev does start. I think this is just to see what Entwistle can do with that Taze and Kubalik line. Yeah. Because if he's like like we were talking about last episode, where like if you have Kurashev and you have Hagel, and like those are a couple good options. If Entwistle also can fit in, because like I think he's a little bit of a bigger kid. Yeah, he's 6'3, 180. And like I think, yeah, Kershev is six foot one ninety and Hagel is six foot one seventy-five. I didn't know Hagel is the smallest guy because he plays like a fucking big boy. Yeah, he doesn't come off like a tiny guy, which no, he, he is plays tiny, big, but yeah, him and uh, I, I can't believe Kershev is actually bigger than Hagel, but Kershev plays definitely a much more finesse kind of game. Yeah, he's got fucking hands. But yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, I guess it makes sense because I don't feel like Kershev is a fourth line type of guy. So I don't think that there's a reason, unless he's going to play like a, like a one through three line, there's no reason to play him, especially when you have a guy like Carr who is that great fourth line center type of player. He's huge. He's yeah. six four. Dude, I can't believe that – I still can't believe that Kurashev is 190. Like, that. I, now that I'm looking at that. I'm looking at the team, like, the lineup. Like, he's one of the heavier guys on the team. <laughs> like, in the top six, the only guy that would be heavier than him is Taves. Isn't that fucking weird? <laughs> oh. Yeah. He doesn't seem like that big of a guy. No, he doesn't. I mean, he's still less less than 200, but being 190 is, like, not tiny. Like, right now, Kirby Doc's listed as 197, and he's 6'4". I don't think Kirby Doc's only 197, though. He's got to be bigger. I can't believe I'm the same size as Hagel. Like, literally, height and weight. Mm. Well, you have a good picture of what (laughs) Hagel looks like off the ice, then. Yeah. Yeah, not as Jack though. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So it's, I yeah, like you said, probably it's just not liking this too. It's again, I'm having a hard time now seeing Godet. Like, there's so many players I think should be in the lineup, and now that I'm looking at what they have projected right now, and it's like, okay, well, where would you put him? Who would you take out for that person to go in? Uh, probably Carpenter. That's what I would do. I mean, if Strom performs, I think Carpenter is kind of like the the odd one out. I like Carpenter because I like how how hard he plays. Especially, like, he's a good PK guy. Yeah, but I mean, Goddad's got like probably a little bit more skill and speed. Do you think that 
Borchum gets occasionally taken out of the lineup for like one of those guys? Uh, I don't know. I just I think that depends on how he plays. I think he's he's shown up pretty well in the preseason. It's that's the thing though. It's it's good because if somebody's like having a couple down games, like you know, you have them take a seat for a little bit, you got somebody to step right in that's hungry and wants to play. Or not, I mean like everybody wants to play, but like is like really fiending for some ice time. So right. there's a lot of guys that have a lot to prove. So that's just gonna make the on ice product that much better because once they get that shot, they're not gonna want to give it up and they're gonna have to do whatever they can to make sure they keep it. So great motivation out there for those guys. Yeah, a lot of them are playing for their next contract this year too, which is gonna be huge. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then they have a they got the defense listed as Dahan and Jones on the top line, which I don't hate because Calvin Dahan's a great stay at home guy kind of guy blocks a lot of shots yeah. and then you got the the usa boys the friends mccabe and murphy playing in the second line and then uh stillman and mitchell which is this like the first time we're really seeing mitchell um i think he played last game okay let me look it up real quick on the NHL app. But, yeah, I'm, I'm almost positive he played last game. Inside bar, real quick, we were talking about Team USA and Blackhawks going into it last episode. And then next day after we posted the episode, came announced that Austin Matthews, Patrick Kane, and Seth Jones were the first three onto the team. So, fucking nailed it. But <laughs> Yeah, bud. Ian, Ian Mitchell did play last game. Did he? How did he? Uh, <clears throat> numbers. Uh, he just had one shot, and he played 15 and a half minutes. Does it even, even player? So we'll see how that works out. Yeah, today. it's gonna be- but I like I like the fact that like the lines defensively they have a left hand and a right hand. They're not going with like two lefties or two righties at any right. point. It's good coverage. But yeah, it's good to see what Mitchell Mitchell can do. Um, that yeah. that that last spot has been really interesting. Like going into training camp, I think it was Wyatt's uh, Kalanick spot, and then Caleb yeah. Jones just tore it up this training camp. Unfortunately, yeah. he's out for six weeks with uh, what was it, a wrist sprain? Wrist sprain. Yeah, and then Kalanick is out a few weeks. I forgot what they. I don't remember seeing. It was an ankle injury or yeah. I yeah. think it's just like a yeah, a little ankle thing. So it's it's kind of insane to see that these best case scenario, the two guys that we wanted for those spots both go down, which sucks. But now it's get to see what Ian Mitchell can do for it. Um, I wonder yeah. if Odin gets a little little time there. Possibly. In <clears throat> I think the thing that kind of like hurt Mitchell last year was like they put him on a line to start the season with Duncan Keith. And it was really just like, there. yeah, they really fucking threw him out there. And so I think him playing maybe third line minutes, like third defensive pairing minutes with Riley Stillman, who's been in the league for like a decent amount of time for only being like 23. Right. I think, or he still has only a few. Oh, he's only played 56 games. I don't know why. I, I always keep thinking that Riley Stillman has played much more than that. And I don't know why, <laughs> but I know it's like, a guy that the Hawks were really going after. So, it, I mean, I think that was my, my, like why I think that, but 
like I'm excited to see what they can do on that on that line. But uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see what McCabe and Murphy can do too, because like they're kind of very similar players, I'd say. Murphy laid out a guy like what was it, Marco Rossi in the preseason game, like the first one against Minnesota, and I was just like, oh, please, I want more of that. Yeah. I think that like McCabe and Murphy are going to be a pain in the fucking ass to play against. I keep saying it too. And I, and I stand by this. I think McCabe is going to be one of those signings that people are going to be like, Oh shit. That was a really good one. Like, I think he yeah. is going to be clutch on this decor for us. Yeah. I, I like the way the, the lines are looking right now. And I definitely think that as soon as Caleb Jones gets healthy, like throw him in there and. Ooh. I think it's gonna be looking real good. Yeah, everybody looks like they're in the right spot. There's nobody that really out of place. You can make sense for everything here. Yeah, it's, it's crazy to look at because it's like for what four years now our decor has been like the the problem. Like we just we could not get it figured out and just really. Yeah, it was just so much reliance on Duncan Keith, who is no longer a top two defenseman. He was he like really needed to just play like far less minutes and they were like no you're still Norris trophy winning Duncan Keith like you're going to be out there 22 plus minutes a game and he's just getting turned around all the time because think, he's not like as quick anymore and it's yeah. just like it was on a good bad. night on a good night he was a second pairing defenseman there's times where he should have been a third pair like it oh just, god yeah yeah it just and we just had nobody else to step into that role though and part of the he and the problem is though too that he handicapped this team a little bit with, you know, developing defensemen because of his reputation and all that. They, they, they wouldn't put guys in that position to, that to try to take it and just run with it. They would just always be like, nope, nope, Keith, Keith. And it's like, okay, well, you know, you're not going to develop your Nets Duncan Keith. If you don't let them be the Nets Duncan Keith. Right. But yeah. And then was- bullies, we got um, a little guy named, Mark Andre Fleury, did you hear he's in? Yeah. Did you hear he's in for the year? I heard he's playing this year. Yeah. Uh, and backing up him is Kevin Lincoln, in which probably one of the better tandems in the entire league. And I didn't realize too that they're both six foot two, one eighty five. Well, that's that's nice. <laughs> and ten years apart, same height, same weight. Like man, Lincoln, in, if there's anybody to learn from. Like you have literally yourself in ten years, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, if Flurry retires after this season, if hopefully not, but if he does, Lankinen can just wear his pads, and it'll just be like a mold of the two. It'll be like, is that Mark Andre Flurry still, or is that Kevin Lankinen? <laughs> it's, I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, that use everyone. So that's kind of like the starting lineup. I'm very curious to see what they're gonna do with. Subban and Delia, I'm very curious to see. Are they sending them both to Rockford? Are they moving somebody? If they get waived, I mean, you got to imagine one of them get claimed. Yeah. I don't see how they wouldn't. I mean, I do see how they wouldn't because as like Michael Hutchinson just like went through waivers and were completely fine. It's also Hutchinson. Yeah, but he's been claimed like several times. I don't know. I think think he's somebody that like teams were like, oh, like we can we can take on a Michael Hutchinson because like he's got enough experience 
and isn't like terrible. <laughs> like I think that's what like people like some teams are just like, yeah, we need a goalie just like that has experience and is not terrible. I can see Buffalo putting a claim in for Subban or Delia if they go through. I don't think so because they have Aaron Dell that they just put through waivers. And they right now they're going with like Craig Anderson and fuck. I don't even remember. I can find out real quick though. It's whoever it is, it's the worst goalie tandem in the NHL. <laughs> Dustin Tokarski. Okay. All right. I did not think that. But yeah, Aaron Dell went is down. Yeah. Also, um, also at uh, Hawks practice today, power play units. You had your top unit of Jones to bring it, Keener, Johnson, and Taves. The second unit was Mitchell, Kubalik, Kurishev, Borstrom, and Doc. So that right there throws a little conflicting report to like who's starting it on that because Kurishev's on that second unit, but he's not in the projected lineup for tonight. Are they able to go with extra guys during the preseason? Like one extra guy or anything? I don't know. There's, it, I don't know. The, the rules are just kind of fucking weird in preseason because, like, they just do a shootout the other day against Detroit for no reason. Right, yeah, they could do shootouts for no reason. And then the other game ended in overtime, so, like, I guess they just didn't feel like doing a shootout, but I don't know. But, man, talk about putting all your eggs into one unit. Holy shit, that first one is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Awesome. It feels uh, like, I, I mean, I was going to say it feels good to have a good power play, but that was, it started hot last year, and then it kind of cooled off. But it feels good after having a few seasons of not having a good power play. Right, yeah. Look at the team and go, like, how does this not translate? into a good fucking power play even our like our cup teams had a had on paper an amazing power play unit and they just couldn't get it going well that's because they always had everybody on like not the the correct handed side like nobody had a fucking one-timer set up for some reason it was just like the dumbest fucking power play yeah nobody's opened up it's just feed it to kane feed it to key feed it to kane feed it to keith key shoots it shooting guards out of the zone Restart yeah. it, drop yeah. back, get in the zone. I I still don't like the drop back. I never was a fan of the drop back entry on the power play. Oh, yeah. Well, it doesn't look like it's going anywhere for right now. Yeah. So penalty uh, kill units, I don't have those on here, but I can imagine you're going to see Taves, Doc, yep. Brinkett, Brink Carpenter. Yeah. I think that right there, I mean, those are four solid ones, and it's, um, oh, man, just to bring it, we talked about it, like, I just, uh, can't wait. I can't wait. And the fact that it's, like, the fact, too, that you're putting out guys who are offensive-minded, too. Like, yes. it's, like, back when we had Sharp on the PK. How many penalty uh, penalty kill or shorthand goals did Sharp have? You the know? one season, he had, like, 10. Yeah, unreal. Like, it's fucking insane. Is Debrinket just going to be like a giant like glob of all the great Blackhawks from the Stanley Cup era? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like every time we talk about him, we're bringing up like, oh yeah, you know he, you know who he's a lot like X Y Z. He's like those guys, and it's just like, oh my god. 
yeah the, myth, the legend is just keeps growing about to bring it i'm yeah i'm very excited for this season with him so you're fantastic. very you're very excited um so what is your kind of expectations like what are tell me like what is like best case scenario for you worst case scenario and like i don't know if you want to go give an unrealistic prediction or do you want to say realistic like what where's your mindset going into the season um i think i mean i think it's playoffs like i think that's very realistic is it playoffs or bust like if it if they don't make the playoffs is it a failed season for you i think so okay i think with the way that they retooled the team that it's definitely you got to make it to the playoffs but the way that the contract situation set up it's not like it's this year or never to me right. like they're set up pretty goddamn well um i just like the way that the team looks this year and i don't know what kind of moves they'd have to make next year or in order to like still have this feeling of like this team is good enough to make the playoffs like i i don't know the whole thing when i was talking about earlier is like Marc-Andre Fleury could just possibly retire after this year. And it's kind of like that would hurt us a lot. So that's why this year I think is like a good year to make the playoffs. Right. Get the um, experience going. Yeah. And like they added what three cups from Marc-Andre Fleury. They got two from Tyler Johnson. Like you're just adding like some Stanley cup guys that are also coming in and working with the guys that we have that have won Stanley cups. And then you got, like basically our new like core learning from these guys. And the best thing about having like Tyler Johnson and Mark Andre Fleury is that they've done it in different situations with like other players. So like they know they have different perspectives on how hard it is. And like with the way that like the coaching works and everything like that. I think the fantastic thing too, is like during the preseason game, they showed like one of those like Blackhawk TV, like golfing moments. And it was just like closest to the pin. And they ended up talking to Mark Andre Fleury and the guys, he's just like, so you think you have a chance? He goes, absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) And he's just smiling. And then they're talking about how like his presence alone is just like a breath of fresh air to like the locker room. And his positivity is just going to be like immense and like so helpful to like the entire team. And I think like that's another key thing that if we don't have him next year, like that's going to suck. So this year, I think, is, is like, it's playoffs. And then once you get there, anything can fucking happen. You have Marc-Andre Fleury in that. Yeah. Like, he's, he's <laughs> in the last few years, he's played unfucking real in the playoffs. Not only Marc-Andre Fleury in the playoffs, he also have play, uh, Patrick Kane, playoff Patrick Kane. Exactly. Can't really bet against uh, that. What now? What if they finish like one point out of a playoff spot? I'd be kind of pissed. Yeah, yeah, because that would mean that they finish in like sixth in the division. That's true. I mean, I the two wild card spots are definitely coming from the central. There's no way in hell. I don't see. Yeah, I don't see the unless something the West like taking unless like Seattle does like a fucking Vegas. Yeah. But even then, if they do a Vegas, then I still see them. I still don't see. It's just so crazy. I I can't see Vancouver, Calgary, Seattle. It's essentially those three teams for one spot. 
Yeah. For the third. For that third, third spot. Yeah, I think out of that division, you're going to see like Vegas, like super high up in points. Edmonton, which I think could be a surprise. I think Edmonton could actually, just because Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl might just will the fuck out of that team to win that division. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and you can't ignore the fact that regardless Keith's skill, we just, I know we just got done shitting on how he's not his Norris level anymore, but like you can't deny the fact bringing that type of experience into a locker room, especially yeah. a team that kind of needs it on defense. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't underestimate that. Yeah, but he's also like, what, what did they lose defensively? They lost Adam Larson. They lost Ethan Bear. They lost Caleb Jones. Yeah. I mean, it's, like, I'm not saying, I'm in? not saying it's going to be like, oh, it's automatically fits, you know, that experience coming in. It's just, Having that experience and, you know, having a guy that they can lean on, not lean on, like, on the ice per se, but, like, lean on yeah. as a, like, hey, veteran, this is what's, what you got to do type of thing. I mean, you can't ignore that. I mean, that's a key thing that they're bringing in. Yeah, they're, they're right now, their depth chart is looking like uh, Darnell Nurse and Tyson Berry, which you will well, get, you'll get, you'll get points, but I'm sure you're going to fucking give up goals because you still have Mike Smith and, M- and Miko Koskinen. Your second pairing is Duncan Keith and Cody Cece. Oh my! And then you, God. and then Slater Cuckoo and Evan Bouchard. And Evan Bouchard's not terrible. He's still just like pretty goddamn young. He's only All twenty-one. Right. He's drafted like right after uh, Boquist. I take back everything I just said about their defense and Keith helping out. I don't think there's any helping out that defense. That's not. Yeah. That is. It's, not it, that's what I'm saying. Like it, the surprise could just be. Connor McDavid willing this team to the playoffs like by a lot. But like, he's going to he's going to fucking score. There is no stopping him. But here's the <laughs> thing just, too. If he misses any time whatsoever, oh, they're fucked. Fucked. Yeah. They are so fucked. They it's, can do it on two guys. They Dry Seidel and McDavid, they can do it together. One of them only, not happening. No. Oh, I didn't realize that they got Pierlini. But yeah, it's Drysidle, McDavid, and Puhul Yarvi. And then they have the Zach Hyman with Nugent Hopkins and Yamamoto. And then it just kind of falls off of them there because it's Warren Fogel, Derek Ryan, Zach Cassian, and then Brandon Pirlini, Devin Shore, Kyle Turris. Who Cassian, too, just got hurt in a fight, I think, last night, too. So I don't know oh, if it's going to be. Yeah, it's his concussion expected duration not known right now. Yeah, so he might Wait. be in trouble. Out of their bottom six guys, only one guy had 20 points last year, and that was Warren Fogle, who was playing for Carolina. So, I don't know. That's, like, (laughs) the team does not look good, but when you have Connor McDavid, anything is possible. Exactly, yeah. Um, But, yeah, I don't see see how the Hawks miss the playoffs, though. That's why I would be disappointed. Because you look at the division, too. I'm going to pull that up really quick here. I don't know why I didn't have it up already. Colorado is Colorado. I think they are winning the division unless, again, they have some disaster where they lose some big – Big a lot of time from some big teams. Arizona's eighth place. They're not doing anything. Nashville's not doing anything. They're in the rebuild. They're yep. gonna steal. They're gonna steal some games, probably from Chicago. 
because for some reason the Hawks just cannot play Nashville since the sweep. Nope. Um, <laughs> St. Louis, I can't. I don't think they got better at all, and I think they're going to get worse if they finally decide to move Tarasenko like he wants. Yeah. Minnesota. Minnesota's just such a defensive team. You're not getting what you got from Talbot last year, this year. Maybe. I just like when I just think removing like one of your top defensemen in Ryan Suter is not gonna not gonna be good. <laughs> the theme with Minnesota, everybody is so high on Minnesota because of what they did last year. But last year was a short, a shortened season. It was only yeah. 56 games. It wasn't a full season. They're not tested in a full 82 game season. These guys, the way the team was set up with Talbot and all that, they, they, that short season benefited them. Like there was guys that they only had to be good for X amount of time. Now you go a long duration. I just don't think they're a team that can last a full 82 game schedule. Yeah, I just I don't I don't I don't see Minnesota being as much of a threat as they were. I think I think they're going to be fifth or sixth. I think they might sneak into a playoff spot, but I just I don't see them. I lean more towards sixth in the division. Yeah, Winnipeg got better. I think their defensive end got better. I think they built that up a lot. So now they kind of. Gives them a little bit more of a complete team. I think they finished second or third. Dallas is going to be interesting to see um, just because now that they're, they had a lot of injuries last year and they dealt with the COVID bug. They have a lot of goalies options. So if one's not working, they can plug somebody else in. I think they got four goalies now. Well, three, I don't know what's going on with Ben Bishop, but. Yeah, he's, he's hurt still. Uh, he's out still like five months, it says on here. Oh, fuck. Yeah, so three goalies, Doby, Holpe, and... Um, Ettinger. Ettinger. So, I mean, they they can do some damage. And it's like, now, like going through this division team by team, before I thought it would be unrealistic to say this, but now I'm, I'm like, I realistically could see the Hawks stealing that third spot. Yeah. It's God, man, Dallas is so hard to read just because of like the injuries they had last year, but also the guys that are coming back are like not the youngest guys. Tyler Sagan only played three games last year, so that's not fair. <laughs> He's not, I don't know. They can be dangerous, but I wouldn't like man, I don't know what to do with Dallas because. I on paper think they're dangerous, but also in my head, I can think, I think that they could be not that great. <laughs> Is Pavelski going to be able to duplicate what he did last year? Jason Robertson, that's his second season. How is he going to do? He, he finished the season rookie. very good last year. Great rookie year. Is he able to keep that up? Is he going to have that sophomore slump? True. And then another team too, like looking at to their top six, they have their their bottom six guys are perfect role players for the roles that they're in. But here's the thing that I 
think is kind of going on with the new NHL is you need a top nine, a solid top nine that are offensive threats no matter what. Your third line can be a little bit more defensive, but they still need to have that that offensive jump and all that. And and I don't know if Dallas has that. I don't know. We'll see. Like Dallas to me seems because of like a lot of the age of the guys, they seem like a slower team. Like Radulov and Jamie Ben, like that's not that's not a quick line. Yeah. Their fourth line's pretty slow. I don't their third line's kind of a mystery. Then yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like like 30 yeah. points, 14 points, 11 points. Miro Heiskanen, though, had a had a fucking off year last year, so I wonder if he bounces back. And he just got paid, too, so yeah. he's going to have to kind of prove it. And I also love that Ryan Suter gets bought out from one team and immediately gets plugged into the top two on another team. Yeah. I don't know what Minnesota was doing on that one. That was so stupid. They're just like, we got to get rid of both of these contracts. They realized yeah. that just because they signed identical contracts at the same time didn't mean that they were tied in together, right? Like they could have. Yeah, no, that's that's won. what it is. They're they're linked forever. Oh, so if we trade Kane, we have to trade Taze with him. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's how it works. That makes sense. Oh, yeah. If we're doing like a quick, where the Hawks end up, I could see it. I, I realistically, I say three or four. I would feel comfortable saying three or four. I wouldn't be surprised on fifth. I'd be shocked at sixth or seventh or eighth. Yeah, I think Colorado has a great chance at one or two. Dallas has a chance at one through five. That's the or that's the crazy thing to me. <laughs> like I just I don't know. Colorado, Arizona are the only two that I think I would write in permanent marker, etch it in stone, one and eight. Yeah. Winnipeg, I can see two Nashville, Nashville seven, but I can see Nashville stealing some games and coming in six. Yeah, which, yeah, that's fine too. And it's like, but I'm saying like Winnipeg, I can see two through four, Dallas two through five, the Hawks. I I think Hawks, honestly, I could see two through two through five, two through five. Yeah, just because of like the, the, Difference in the makeup of the team, I think, is enough to maybe surprise a lot of teams and stay hot. And that's going to be the key thing for the Hawks, too, this year is can they get out to a good, solid start, and can they be consistently holding it? They don't have to win every single game. They don't have to go on, what was it, like in uh, 2013, a 28-game point streak. Yeah, but they need to just stay consistently. They can't lose, go multiple times where they're losing two to four games in a row. Like that, just consistency is what's going to be key for these guys, which has been kind of hard for them. Like especially, I know last year it's hard to go by off of last year because it wasn't a full team. It wasn't all the pieces we have now. But they started off really bad. Then they got hot. We're in a playoff spot for a while. And then they just couldn't hold it and finish it. That's going to be the key this year. Yeah, I mean, 
I'm just looking team against team, like in comparison, like Hawks versus this team, Hawks versus this team, Hawks versus this team. It's it's like, yeah, okay, Colorado's better. Hawks are better than Arizona. I think Hawks are better than Minnesota, St. Louis, Nashville. And I think they're right up there with Winnipeg. And Dallas on paper, I think they're right up there with them too. It's tough. And it's exciting. And I'm going to be very disappointed if the Hawks finish sixth or lower. It's so tough, too, because it's like I want to say that and I want to be confirmed, like, just stick with it. I just don't want to sound too biased either. <laughs> yeah. St. Louis just signed uh, James Neal. <laughs> oh, did they? What do they sign him to? I don't know. I just I got the little update. Uh, it's $750,000. Yeah. Just because he scored four goals in the preseason. It wasn't three of them in one game. Maybe. <laughs> well, great. That's fine. I don't I don't think James Neal is like a huge threat. He's he was good on the power play in Edmonton because all he had to do was stand in front of the net. Yeah. You do you can look good anywhere when you got McDavid out there just McDavid's the kind of guy that like, okay, just put your stick down right there, turn it a little bit this way, and it's going in. And oh yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like he's good if he can stand still. I think at this point, but I don't think his feet are going to be very lively. Yeah. What about you? What are you thinking? Like any surprises, <laughs> any surprises at all? I don't know. I think I, you kind of nailed it. I think that part of me really wants to say that this team can compete with Colorado for first. I just don't think that they have the gas to do it. I just think that, if they're able to keep this team for, you know, multiple seasons, maybe at least next year too, it's a different yeah. story. But I do like their chances. I think they go back to the playoffs this year. And then once they're in the playoffs, like we said, it's it's anybody's game right there. We've seen many teams who don't belong there go on deep runs, a.k.a. Montreal Canadiens and L.A. Kings back in their first cup run. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I just... Worry, I just, I'm just really worried about them being able to stay consistent and just not get too far ahead of themselves because it's very easy to do with a young group of kids too to kind of be like, okay, on paper we're this great and all this kind of stuff too. I just want them to just to play each game at a time and just keep going with it. And then the other question too is Carlton. I just still think that's a big question mark as much as like yeah. I said, I'm a Carlton guy, but when you have this much talent, if it's not working out, you have to almost pull the trigger, especially if there's somebody sitting there that, that can take a team with this kind of skill and, and mindset available. Yeah. I think, yes, definitely this season college is in the hot seat because it was understandable when he took over the team. And for the last few years, like we get it, not really a playoff bound team, but if this team is faltering and on the outside looking in, there's no excuses uh, now. Yeah, there's no excuses for this team not to make it. Now, here's all, another with all of the acquisitions that they've made in the last like season or two. I think that like it's it's playoff time now. Yeah. <laughs> um stands stand seat was getting pretty warm too. 
did he buy himself some time with what he did this offseason? Oh, yeah. He stole two players for nothing. Right. Another week of the NFL season means another shot to win big at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sportsbook betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. And the last time a 0-0 tie happened in the NFL, it was 1943. So it's safe to say that this is a no-brainer. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and a $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It all it took up was like some cap space that they that they were like, we're going to utilize our cap space. And then they fucking did. So, so. So he'll get to pick another coach if need be. Um, yeah, I just, I really, as much as I try to like, I was trying to play like devil's advocate there about, oh, missing the playoffs and all that kind of stuff. I think it's a failure of a season if they don't make the playoffs. Yeah. I think it's almost a failure of a season if they don't get past the first round. Ah, uh, that's very dependent on where they finish. Right. And I, I think if they finish, if they finish that top three spot, I can see them going. Ah, man, I don't know. I, I, I really can see them going at least to the second round of the playoffs. And then when you get there, then it's really game on and anything can happen. But um, bold predictions for the season for the Hawks. You got anything? Well, you just convinced me like Western Conference final, at least. <laughs> That'd be cool. That's very, I, it's very like head in the clouds, Hawks fan. It's like, took my. It's where I'm dreaming. Well, now I don't know. I have anything because that's what I was building up towards, you dick. <laughs> All right. Well, you just maybe. It's like, yeah, man. Like, if they could get past the first round, if they finish in two or three, it's like I could see them going. You know what? Fine. I'll change I'll, my bold prediction. And they 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 win this division. Yeah, I could see that too. We'll see. That'd be good. You never know what's going to happen with fucking injuries of any kind. Right. I mean, this is why you play the game. On paper, all these teams look great, but it doesn't mean shit until you get on the ice. Yeah. Before we switch gears up, um, is there any positions on this team that come trade deadline or, you know, throughout the season, you would want to see them make a move to try to improve or or switch out? Uh, I mean, it's probably going to end up being defense. Just getting probably like, um, if they're, if they're a playoff bound team, I could see them going and getting like a more of a veteran presence for the bottom six of the part of the defensive core. Yeah. Or just to slide in anywhere. Like 
yeah, it just kind of depends on what's available, you know, but I could see that being a thing. What about getting like a Yanmark type player again for, for forward? Um, I don't know. I think that we have like so many forwards, like unless everybody is not working out. <laughs> but so, okay. So we have a lot of guys on forward. That would be great right now, but they're all young. If there's yeah. somebody you can bring in with a veteran presence on a one-year ticket, like what? Joe Thornton? <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't bring Joe Thornton. Um, saying, like, like an older guy like that 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 knows his role as like a bottom bottom pair guy or bottom like, bottom six guy that you can also throw in into the top six if need be. Yeah, and like I want to see like who's who is coming up on free agency that like might be available, but I could see, I can see that happening. Fuck. If getting, Oh, like a Phil Kessel. <laughs> Bring Don't a Phil me Kessel started, I keep thinking like minus his cap hit. He is only a $1 million salary this year. Yeah. Like dude, Strom for Kessel. Yeah, but that's a, another. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> just looking here. Just looking. Um, There's my bold prediction. Phil Kessel ends the season in a Blackhawks uniform. Yeah, maybe he's got to play pretty well this year in Arizona to warrant teams wanting him. I I mean, he's a Stanley Cup winner. You're bringing that on the honors. Pretty good. He's made it clear he wants out. So yeah. Get out of Arizona. I hope they like do another um <laughs> what is it, tour of his house, a virtual tour of his house, and there's just a chair in a room. <laughs> God, his realtor's in so dirty on that. That's that too funny. So funny. Um, just like who else is potential free agents that like the hawk could possibly go for. That on teams that like probably are not going to make the playoffs. Like, I don't know. I don't see anybody like any like too crazy. Yeah. I'm really curious to see like by the time like the trade deadline comes around, like what, like who's buyers and who's sellers, like who's on the possible trade block. Ooh, Ricard Raquel. <laughs> Cause I don't think Anaheim's doing jack shit. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Nisimov just got released from his PTO. Yeah, that's okay. He can stay on the free agency. <laughs> go anywhere else. Did the Wayne sign Bobby Ryan yet? Uh, I don't think so. I wouldn't hate a Bobby Ryan. Yeah, I just don't see. I don't see what Bobby Ryan brings to the team over what we have currently. So. Yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> Do they still not have Daniel Chara? They still don't have Daniel Chara on Islanders on Cap Friendly. Like yeah, they, they don't have, have him Parisa they either. Officially announced him. Yeah, they don't have Parisa either. I don't understand that. Eh, whatever. Um. 
So anything else? Go, yeah, you got anything no, else cards? I was gonna say you want to go. You want to do the the rest of the league? What do yeah. you think? Yeah. So let's move over to some NHL talk before we get into the season previews. There's a couple quick things to talk about. Um, Carey Price voluntarily entered the NHL Player Assistance Program. Um, don't know what he's in for and it doesn't matter what he's in for just good for him for for not being afraid to ask for help um he's gonna be away from the macho canadians for a minimum of 30 days but it sounds like it's could be a lot much longer than that but whatever he's dealing with i hope he gets the help that he needs and he's back on the uh, that ice sooner than later yeah i mean it's uh nobody ever wants wants that to like be a real thing, but it is. <laughs> so I'm glad that he's getting the help that he, that he deserves. Yeah. He's a huge part of that team. So let's see what happens. Does this cap hit come off? I don't know. That'd be crazy. If you have to assume all of a sudden just fucking has $10 million to work with. You'd have to assume that it's like LTIR. A little bit maybe i don't know um but sticking with montreal really quick um the greatest rivalry in hockey now is oh, montreal yeah. and the carolina hurricanes in the petty war we have petty war three with it's just the management rivalry yeah, yeah. carolina hurricanes only played four preseason games nhl rules say that they had to play six and it is believed that the only reason the NHL found out about it was because the Montreal Canadiens informed them. Yeah, uh, apparently New Jersey's only played like four as well, but New Jersey only, had a only game. only Carolina was like told on. Well, New Jersey had a game canceled because of power issues at the stadium. Yeah. So there's there. I just first Way off, to go New Jersey. Yeah. How does how's the NHL not know that a team only has four games scheduled? Like isn't is it the NHL? I don't think I don't think that's like the the issue. I think it was the NHL probably just didn't remember that the CBA said there is a minimum of six games, and they were probably just like, oh, it got canceled. Like whatever, who cares? Like season starting up soon. Yeah, so that's hilarious. It's just such a weird thing to like t- like tell on them. <laughs> yeah. Um, they didn't do their homework. Yeah. Fucking shut up! <laughs> Stop telling the teacher. Fucking nerd. Jesus. But, yeah, so I can't wait to see what uh, round four is. I can't wait to see what Carolina calls them out on for next. Um, all right, so let's just do a quick little look at the playoff pictures uh, or picture for each division and our opinions. Um, let's start. We've already gone deep with the – well, I guess we can say we'll start with the central. We'll just say who you have. Do you want to do the top four or top five? Because we all both agree that five are coming out of the central. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, I think, uh, yeah, top five would Colorado, Chicago, Dallas. Are you going in order? No. I started to do order, and then I was like, ah, whatever. So I'll do it out of order completely. So Chicago, Colorado, Dallas, uh, Winnipeg, probably fucking St. Louis. I hope it, I'd rather see Minnesota though. It'd be really funny to me if St. Louis doesn't make the playoffs. All right, and I'm, I feel like they've been they've been trending down 
since they won the Stanley Cup, and it's it feels good. <laughs> I'm doing the same as you, except I'm taking Minnesota instead of St. Louis. Yeah, I I think Minnesota can sneak in because they're just so they're just so good defensively. It's just are they going to be able to score with still just Kaprizov? All right. Um, do you want to give your top three? No. <laughs> Because we talked about that. Like, it's it's such a fucking shit show after Colorado. Like, Colorado's, like, a top three guarantee. And then it's just, like, it could be one of other five other teams, basically. Or, I guess, two of five other teams. All right, Pacific Division. I have, Pacific. I have Vegas, Edmonton, and you know what? I'm going crazy. I'm taking LA. Ah. LA, huh? I think they're they're a team that's gonna go really under the radar this year. They have a a veteran core that have seen really determined just by listening to them talk. I haven't really watched them play, but just listening to them talk, they're determined to prove that they can still play. Yeah, I mean it's let's see. Their youth, they, they have an amazing youth youth group. They're like, they are going to be so sick. If not this year, and then that's like year or two. Oh my God. LA is going to be fucking filthy. It's really weird because Andre Kopitar kind of just goes off every other season. And this is the, the season that he's on. So, so he'll probably play really well. Um, I think they're looking at uh, Dowdy to do. A lot better this year. Um, yeah, because he's had a couple down years, and I think they're taking maybe a little bit off of him. But um, they have a lot of young guys on the D core that they're going to be looking to. Yeah, Peterson and and Jonathan Quick is not a terrible tandem in that either. Not at all. Um, yeah, I'm picking up Philip Deneau and Victor Arvidsson. They're some solid pickups. But uh, Turcotte can make the jump this year. Um, Byfield's healthy if he can be able to contribute. Yeah, he's only he's week to week at the moment. Where is Turcotte? I forgot they have Olimata. Oh, there's Turcotte. Yeah. Um, so who do you got? They're going to be good in a couple, at least a couple of years, though, too, because they, in, the a, when they, in the AHL last year, like their top – like five scores were like 20 and under. There's so age. there are so many teams in this league right now that it's like, oh man, in two to three years, holy shit. Like yeah. and it's and it's really cool to see that. I love it when it, there's like a, a turnaround phase. It's kind of yeah. cool. Um but I think I mean Vegas I think is president's trophy bound. Um and then, yeah, Edmonton. I think a surprise could be Edmonton winning that division, though, just because Connor McDavid's going to score, like, 160 fucking points. Yeah. Um, and then I was going to say just probably, like, as a surprise, like, Seattle, like, sneaks in. Because they're, they're not explosive looking, but they're not, like, they're not filled with holes. They're kind of just like solid throughout the lineup. 
it, it's it's gonna be like Islander style hockey, very boring, very like sit back and like kind of pick their moment type of thing. Like I shouldn't say old like old of Islanders hockey like the past couple of years. Like they've got a, a really solid goalie tandem. Their defense is actually pretty fucking solid. Like straight, like it's a good strength of theirs too. Mark Giordano is going to be their their captain, right? He's their leader. Captain, I don't think they're going to name a C. I think Giordano. Uh, I mean, if they're out of the, yeah, if they're out of the playoffs, I think he gets moved at the trade deadline. To be honest, I could see that too. Um, but yeah, he like, yeah, they just they're just a, a, like it's a team of like the top two lines could possibly be like a third, a, a second or third line on other teams. And like the bottom two lines could also be like a second or third. It's like weird. Yeah. It's very evenly dispersed on offense. So I think they're going to be able to roll four lines pretty well, but I, I don't know who's going to be like, Oh, this is, this is the clear number one line. Like, if you look at it on paper, Jaden Schwartz, Jared McCann, and Jordan Eberle is, like, their line one. Like, okay, like, nothing to, like, really be, like, super excited about. But even, I don't know, <laughs> their third line, Ryan Donato, Morgan Geeky, and Jonas Donskoy could probably just do just as well. <laughs> yep. I don't know. But I think they could surprise I just don't really see. I don't know Vancouver. I think Vancouver good. is the best. Would be the best bet. I think that's the safe bet is Vancouver. Calgary, I just Calgary in the regular season is Toronto in the postseason. Like until they can prove it, I just I will never I'll never take them. Yeah, I also forgot that um, Pedersen was hurt most of last year. Actually, he missed like thirty games. So yeah. having him back is going to be actually pretty fucking huge for him. And plus they got OEL. I wonder how he's going to do. But I, it's Edmonton event in Vegas for sure. And then a battle for third place, which is, I could honestly see having the same amount of points as whoever comes in like fifth in the central. Yeah. That's fair. That's why, that's why like the team that's going to come in fourth in that, division is going to be like way out of the wild card spot anyway right yeah all right um so let's move over to the eastern conference uh let's start with the atlantic um i have tampa toronto florida and boston yeah I in think that's order and actually in that order <laughs> i would actually put florida first they came in first like, in that divi- in kind of that division last year. Only did with, yeah. I mean, in the central, they came in first. Oh, they came in second. Fuck, Carolina came in first. Yeah, I was thinking of uh, <laughs> between them and in Tampa. Yeah, we put Florida first, Tampa, Toronto. I, yeah, Boston, just because Montreal's going to not have Carey Price for who knows how long. They don't have Shea Weber. Montreal, but also... They, I, I they, they lost Cock in the Emmy. They lost Philip Deneau. They're another team that lost more than what they gained. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't even... Like, what did they even get? 
Ottawa has got the right pieces there. I just think that they're just not at that level where they can make a difference. They're going to be good, and I think they're going to have – they kind of remind me of Nashville if Nashville was already past their rebuild, like starting to wrap up the rebuild. Like they're going to steal some games in this division, and they're going to make it interesting. But I don't. I still see them coming in six. Detroit seventh again. That's another team that's going to be filthy in a couple of years with the Iser plan in full effect. Oh yeah. And then Buffalo's Buffalo. Also, Ottawa still hasn't re-signed uh, Brady Kachuk, which is starting to get really interesting. Yeah. So that's why I. I mean, Boston's going to make it, but I think they get spanked in the first round. And I mean, they're also just waiting for Tuka Rask to be healthy to get him back. So, like in net, it's nothing too great. All, minus Allmark and Swayman. We'll see if like what Allmark looks like when he's not playing behind Buffalo Sabres, though. Yeah. All right. Um, the last division is the Metro. Um, you want to go first? Yeah. Why not? I think uh, Metro's so fucking weird. I think like Car- Carolina's Carolina completely changed a lot of their team, but I think they're still a top team in that fucking division. Like they switched out their goalies completely. <laughs> they brought in uh Kakaniemi as a joke. <laughs> they yeah. traded for Ethan Bear. They didn't they didn't keep Hamilton. They pu- they pulled in Tony D'Angelo. But like when you look at like the leadership of the team. It's still Jakob Slavin on the back end, Sebastian Ajo. Svechnikov is just disgusting. Um, Jordan Stahl still there. Tavo Teravainen, Nino Niederreiter. Like, they're, they're just still going to be fucking good. And Martin Netches is fucking disgusting, too. That kid yeah. is... Oh God. So, yeah, they're going to be great. I think they're probably going to be battling for first with the Islanders. Um. And then Philly's making it guaranteed because they make it every other season, which is just the weirdest, most Philly thing, I think. Um, and then it's weird. I think the Caps make it, but it's I don't the, having Pittsburgh not in it feels wrong. <laughs> but you having know what? The, one of those two teams not in it is wrong. Feels wrong. Pittsburgh is it's the mortgaging for the those Stanley Cups. Is finally starting to come back and bite them. Yeah. It's insane and how long it took for that. But you're also losing Malkin and Crosby for the start of the season. Yes. And they have nobody to step up and fill carry this team while those two are out. They have Jeff Carter. Yeah, but that's their first line center, and their second line center is Evan Rodriguez. Yeah, they they're in trouble. Yeah. And Crosby's out for six weeks, it says. And Malkin is just unknown. Two months, I heard. Is it two months? At least the first two months of the season. And the crazy thing to me, though, is like Pittsburgh really isn't a good first half of the season team. It's always January is when they fucking turn it on and just make the playoffs somehow. That's why they finished first in that division division last year. Because because it all started in January. Yeah, it's insane. They were good. And it's it, – so, like, I don't know, like, not having Crosby and Malkin is going to really hurt them for the beginning of the season. They're going to really have to fucking turn it on. I think it is, I think it is though, because of how good this other division – this the rest of this division is. Yeah. It's it's really hurts them with 
the, the Hurricanes being way better, Islanders being like I I think the Islanders are my favorite right now for the Stanley Cup. Um, the Flyers just being an every other year fucking team for some reason. So they're going to play at home with fans. Carter Hart's going to have like a 99% save percentage at home and like a 600 save percentage on the road. It's going to be fucking weird. And then the Capitals are just, they're the Capitals still. Like Ovechkin is a beast. (laughs) Yeah. I think the more, the storyline with them more is can Ovechkin stay healthy and consistently put up goals. I think yeah. everybody, I think even Washington's like, okay, fuck the next three years. Let's get you your fucking, what is it, 100 something goals? Like, let's go. Yeah. Uh, Russian machine never breaks, man. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, I'm the same with the Metro Carolina, the Islanders, Washington, and Philly. Um, yeah. All right. So, your cup final. Um, I think Islanders, because I said they were going to be my favorite. Um, uh, probably Vegas, but I still do, I I don't actually nope nope. I think they win the Presidents Trophy, but I don't think they fucking do it in the playoffs just because having like what really helped them in the playoffs the last few years was Mark Andre Fleury, and now that we have him, it's fucking Islanders versus Chicago, baby. <laughs> Chicago? Uh, no, I was just joking. Uh, <laughs> Colorado, I would say has a great chance still because I think they got way better goaltending, even though they lost on, on offense. out your picks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I changed my mind the whole time. Uh, yeah, Colorado versus uh, the Islanders, though. Who's taking it? Hmm? And who you have taken it? Islanders. I said that. Oh, sorry. They're my Stanley Cup favorites. All right. They made it, um, they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals the last two years. The team eight seven is, last year. What's up? Game seven last year. Yep. Game six the year before. Game seven last year. They have kind of like for this season, they're gaining Anders Lee back. They're keeping Kyle Palmieri. They're keeping basically the entire roster. Um, yeah, like nothing's really changed. They gained Zdeno Chara as like a bottom pairing defenseman. Another year of their their top two, the Pelican Pulak, like those guys are fucking insane to play against. Those are such good picks. Yeah, they're Um, gonna be really fucking good. They got Zach Parise now. Like he's not anything that's like too crazy, but having him in a third line role is is not bad. Their third line right now: Parise, Pajot, and Wallstrom. He's a sick role depth guy. Yeah. It's gonna. It, they're gonna be really fucking good, and they're and with uh, Trots as their coach, they're they're gonna be so fucking hard to play against. Yeah. <laughs> like this team is is literally built to fucking win the playoffs and just destroy this season. I'm well, excited. Yeah, and with that being said, I'm disagreeing you completely on the Cup final. <laughs> That's fine. I got Vegas versus Florida. That's like your opinion, man. Yeah, whatever. But yeah, I got Vegas versus Florida. I think Vegas is just it's their conference to lose in the West. I think I just Colorado versus them in the conference final is gonna be fucking sick if it gets to that point. 
but I just think that they're going to be, they're too complete. They're too stacked to just roll over and Florida. I don't know. It's just something about what they did last year, what they're doing this year. They got Barkoff resigned to an eight by 10. They got the team buying into Quinville's game plan. I don't know. There's just something about that. Just feels like they're going to take that stop and just go on a deep run in for, for the fun of it, I'm taking Florida over Vegas. Well, the only thing I can say about Florida is I think that what's going to happen is Florida beats whoever, like whatever wild card team, and then Tampa beats Toronto. And then Florida and Tampa beat the shit out of each other uh. and fucking literally murder each other. And then that's how the Islanders just walk away into the fucking Stanley Cup finals. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what I like. We've already seen it in preseason. Florida and Tampa want to fucking murder each other. And when it comes playoff time after a full season, and like these guys are like hell bent on like fucking winning the cup, I think that those teams are going to beat the shit out of each other so fucking hard that the Islanders are just going to be like, all right, thanks guys. Like we'll, we'll, we'll go on to the Stanley Cup final. You guys, are you guys watching this? Look how easy they're making it for us. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, oh last, last question I'm going to ask before we do our draft. Um, and you kind of answered already. Does Toronto get past the first round? No. No. Okay. Another game seven loss. Oh. It's, it's, it's just the way it ends. It's how it's, it's narrated every year. It's another game seven loss. Do they blow a 31 lead again? That's the question. Um, no, I think this year is it's more devastating because they come back from a 3-1 <laughs> deficit and then they're and then they fucking lose it in game seven. <laughs> if that happens, like there needs to be like a 24-7 camera on Steve Dangle, just that entire playoff series, and just to yeah. see him just melting down for 24 hours, like, oh man. All right. Let's move on. So we're going to do sticking with like our predictions for the year. Our draft theme today is going to be the awards for the 22 season. So let's start. Do you want to just start down the list or do you want to just give your player for where? Let's just, you can just start down the list. All right. So for the heart. For the heart. Hold on. I'm trying to pull up just a list of like, like who's going to be good this year pretty much. Just because I don't want to forget anybody. Motherfuckers. You uh, go first. All right. I'm taking Patrick Kane. Hmm. Okay. Um, Homer pick. Good job. <laughs> I, uh, I just, it's like, I, do I want to play it safe or do I want to like kind of be weird with it? Like, who could be a surprise heart? I mean, it's going to probably just be McDavid. <laughs> I think this is like where he runs away with the heart for like a few seasons in a row, unless the NHL decides like, oh, you know, it's like a Taylor Hall year where you didn't lead the team in, or the league in points, but you willed this team that was a non-playoff team to a playoff spot, you know? And I don't know who that, who that player would end up being. It would be like, like Panarin again. Like if the Rangers somehow make the playoffs and Panarin puts up like a hundred and or a little over a hundred points, like he could be 
like a hard trophy winner. Yeah. But yeah, I think this, it's just going to end up being McDavid. He put up a hundred and fucking five points last year in 56 games. Like he's going to end up getting like a hundred and fucking 40 plus this year. He's insane. I hope he does. <laughs> I really do hope he does. Like I just it's so fun to watch that. Um, all right, Vesna. Uh man, I think he's gonna be a what it watch like Carter Hart play like insanely well this year. But you know who's gonna be in the conversation that maybe able to win it Boom. if they can stay healthy uh darcy kemper yeah so i would say darcy kemper for sure all right like, um i'm going for a back-to-back mark andre yeah yeah but we'll see about that <laughs> <laughs> All I right. hope I hope so because like if we get a Vesna caliber season out of Mark Andre Fleury, that means we're the Hawks. doing something right. All right, Norris. The Norris Trophy winner is, I mean, it's going to be Makar. Is that your pick? Yeah, I think it. it yeah, I mean, the reason he didn't win it last year because he got hurt. All right, um, I'm going with the guy that's got a huge chip on his shoulder and it's got a lot to prove, and I think he wants just to shove it up the rest of the league and the fans' ass that he's a great defenseman. Seth Jones. Seth Jones, baby. <laughs> Kane, Flurry, Seth Jones. Starting to see a pattern here, bud. Calder Trophy. I'll go oh, first. Yeah. Reichel, baby. He's going to get that. Uh, <laughs> he's going to fucking tear it up. Oh, my God. So you want to hear this crazy fucking thing that can happen? And this is my Calder uh, pick. Yeah. Kapo Kakinen. Kapo? Kapo Kakinen, the goalie from Minnesota, is still Calder eligible. Wasn't he nominated last year? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's still Calder eligible because in order to be Calder eligible, you have to play less than – 25 games in a season. He played 24 last year or like, or less than like five games in the two previous, like five games each season for the two previous seasons or some shit like that. It, I, I just saw it and I was just like, is that fucking true? Because if, <laughs> if so, man, he, he, last year he was like 16 and eight. <laughs> just, I think it would be really fucking funny. If he somehow gets nominated for the Calder again. Has that ever happened? Has a guy ever been nominated two years in a row? Uh, I don't think so. But, like, Matt Murray had a chance of being, like, the Calder. Yeah, because Matt Murray was a two-time Stanley Cup champion before he was done with his rookie year. Yeah. He was. He had the chance of being a Calder winner after he won the Stanley Cup. That's fucking hilarious. But yeah, there's a lot of weird shit like that like with the qualifications of things. All yeah, right. it says on here on the on Reddit right now. Here it says uh Cabo Cockinen is technically still Calder eligible despite being year three for him. Um he's 25, so he's under the threshold of the age limit. And then where there was like a comment somewhere that said it's 
like the actual qualifications for it. Oh my God. Where is it? Okay. So to be eligible, a player can't have more than 25 games in one season or more than five games in each of any two preceding seasons. <laughs> so that's what he didn't play more than five games two years ago, I guess. And then he played 24 last year. He played five games two seasons ago. So not more than five. And he played 24 last year. He's still called her eligible. Isn't that's, that fucking wild? That's insane. No, it's the Minnesota wild. That's right. <laughs> so Kapo Kakinen, I think would be absolutely hilarious. Okay. I mean, now I kind of hope that happens just because I want to see the everybody's mind just get blown by that. Yeah. Um, all right, Rocket. Do you want me to steal yours or you want to go oh, first? I'm going first. Green sea cat, baby. That's right. <laughs> and I'm not even trying to be a homer on that one. I legitimately think he has a chance. I, yeah, no, absolutely. I think he does. Um, it just is a benefit that my entire picture, not Blackhawks. So I fucking love it. But anyway, <laughs> no, like the strides that he has made last year and just, oh my God, the kid. Uh, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Connor McDavid. David, dude, I think McDavid <laughs> scores fifty fucking goals and has like seventy fucking assists. Actually, that only turns out to one hundred twenty points. It's going to be like fifty goals and like eighty assists, and it's just going to be insane. He was at almost a fucking what is it? He had seventy-two assists last year in fifty-six games. If he had like close to a hundred assists and fifty goals, I think that's completely possible. <laughs> like it's. It's crazy how fucking good he is. It's scary, actually. I hate how good he is. Like, it's not fair. Yeah, I know. Now, to bring it finished third in score in goals last year. Yeah. 32. McDavid had 33. Austin Matthews, I honestly, he's probably the favorite. He had 41 last year. But he also only had 25 assists. And, you know, maybe they're going to try and see if he can... Pass the puck a little bit more. Dish the puck around a little bit. But, I, I mean... His team is probably – his team's feeding him. You get Mitch Marner feeding him all day. 100%. So. All right. Well, that's our award pick slash draft for this episode. Um, yeah, next time we talk, we will have regular season Blackhawks hockey to talk about and regular season hockey in general to talk about. So. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Um, I guess really quick too. Oh no, I closed it out. Never mind. I was gonna say there's some milestones to keep an eye out for. Oh, um, here we go. Let's see. Ovechkin is six in the NHL with 130 goals and climbed to third before the season end. He's one behind for fifth. Um, eleven behind for fourth. 30 states for Ty and Yager for third. So he needs 37 goals to be third all-time in NHL scoring. Um, Crosby needs 14 goals, become the 46th player in NHL history, score 500. And there are seven players who are within striking distance of 400 career goals. Jeff Carter, Joe Pavelski, Parise, uh, Kessel, Corey Perry, John Tavares, and Patrice Bergeron. Um, Crosby needs 75 points for 1,400 in his career. Getzloff needs 17 points. Uh, for 1,000. Oof, that's going to take a while. Yeah. Thornton um, needs 20 games to reach 1,700 games played. 
Um, and most consecutive games played, 964. Um, Keith Yandel has played 922, so he's 42 games away from tying the record. And Mark Andre is eight wins away from 500 on the career. Ooh, nice. Yeah, and Quinville is needs 38 wins to become the second NHL coach with at least 1,000 uh, win, coaching wins. So just a few milestones out there. It's always kind of cool seeing the individual stuff as well. Um, but yeah, anything else you got for us? Oh, I was just curious because I was just thinking when you said the games played kind of things, it's like, where's Patrick Marlowe right now? And he's just unsigned. Yeah, I think he's Not done. Really. He's got to be done. Or he might be one of those things where he'll sign with a team like right in time for playoffs so he can be yeah. because. I kind of i I can't see him not going out trying at least one more time for a cup. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and teams already know what he's bringing, basically. So it's kind of like, does he have to play a full season? No. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that does it for episode one fifty five. Tanner, what do you want to call this bad boy? It's just the season preview, man. Season preview, nice and simple. I like it. All right, so for Jeremy and Tanner, this is episode 155, the season preview. Uh, make sure to follow us on social media at WCB Podcast. Uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Follow us on Spotify. Five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Let's go. Um, buy our merch, shop WCBP.com. Promo code Benders13, 13% off, still available. I had sent it until the end of the month, so have at it, guys. There you go. Um, Follow the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet. Subscribe to their YouTube channel. Use the promo code for DraftKings. DraftKings uh, THPN. Um, yeah. Other than that, we will uh, we'll see you. We'll see you on the other side. Playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, boys. Bye. The Windy City Benders Podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and YouTube. And follow the boys on socials at WCB Podcast. <laughs>